helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Hi, this is Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and I want to thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. Today's show is about psychological abuse, and in particular, a form of psychological abuse called gaslighting. Stay tuned, this is going to be a very interesting show as we explain what gaslighting means, and Maybe you are a victim of gaslighting. Maybe there's something that's just not right in your relationship where you're feeling as if you're always been misunderstood or your perception of things are always wrong. It's possible that you might be you might be going through a form of psychological abuse that's called gaslighting and we're going to explain what gaslighting mean and and what to do if you're the victim of this form of psychological abuse. But before we get into today's show, let me welcome all of you who have been listening faithfully to this show. I was at a presentation on the weekend where I was invited to this fundraising that the church was putting on, and I was very happy to hear from people who have been listening to the show. One lady came up to me and she told me how uh, she and a group of friends in her small group, they're using the show for some shows for their small group Bible study. So I was very happy to hear that, that people are listening to the show and discussing it among themselves and finding tools to help them in their walk with God. So that's that's very, very encouraging for us to, to know that you're benefiting from the show in in this way. And if you're a first-time listener, welcome to the Life Transformation Radio Show. We're on the air every Monday morning at 9.30 a.m. And every Monday morning we come, we deal with a psychological aspect or marital issue from a biblical perspective. So today, as I said before, we're dealing with psychological abuse and we'll be looking at what it is, and we'll be talking about some strategies to overcome gaslighting if you're going through that form of psychological abuse, and some of the tips that we'll be sharing with you are tips from Scripture. But before we go further in this show, let me welcome Melissa Wagat, my co-host. Melissa, welcome to another episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show Thank you, Michael. It's always great to join you. And thank you for sharing that anecdote. It's the first time I have heard that myself. And as you say, it's always really encouraging for us to hear from our listeners that you're getting something from this. We encourage you to always reach out to us as well if there's topics we're not covering that you've been wishing for us to cover. And so to that end, if people do want to reach out and contact us, Michael, or find out more about upcoming events, how can they go about getting in touch with us? The best way to get in touch with us is uh, through our website or email address which can be found at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. You can also call us if you'd like to speak to us directly. You can call at 613-699-1677. 
And um, as you, you said, Michael, we do this radio show weekly, but there's also other aspects to the Elam Counseling Ministry. And one of the things we've been speaking to the listeners about for the past few weeks is a healing retreat that we're hosting the weekend of June 9th to 11th. Do you mind sharing again just briefly what the retreat is about and how people can get their name on the list? Yes, I'm very excited about our healing retreat that is coming up on the June 9th to 11th weekend at Providence Point in Lanark. And this retreat uh, is an emotional healing retreat where people will be coming to just spending spend to spend time to work on issues that they might be going through in their life at current or to work through past issues that they may never have dealt with. Issues such as grieving the death of a loved one, maybe abuse in childhood, or as I said before, maybe current issue, maybe you're going through current difficulties where you just need to take the time to uh to to relax and reflect and have others pray with you and lead you through take you through a, a, a process that is going to help you to deal with those issues in a healthy way but as we deal with emotional issues i find that there are physical healing that takes place as well i've had many situations in my practice where individuals come in for emotional healing and in the process they are healed of physical symptoms such as fibromyalgia and other issues that they are that they are enduring in their body and so we are expecting for there to be healing not just of the emotional at this healing retreat but also of the physical as well. So if you're having some symptoms that the doctors can't seem to find out where it's coming from, what's causing it, what we call psychosomatic illnesses, it can be diagnosed as to as to what the cause is and you have been suffering from these symptoms for years, then this retreat might be for you. Uh, we we believe that as we pray with people and as we take them through the process of emotional healing that there is the possibility of of physical healing taking place as well. And so as we've mentioned in the past, there's only 12 spots available for this retreat. It's going to be a very intimate setting um, where you can tackle these issues, as Michael said, that maybe have been longstanding or new that you just want to get breakthrough on. So if you want to get your name on this list, please visit our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com, where you can access the registration page, payment options, etc. If you're uncomfortable with using the website, you're also encouraged to call us at 613-699-1677. So as you said, Michael, today we are talking about a psychological abuse strategy called gaslighting. And gaslighting as a term, at least for me, isn't very self-explanatory as to... Yeah, I think you're talking about barbecue. I know, we're not going camping. We don't need our <laughs> Coleman stove. Like, it's nothing to do with gas in the physical sense. So... What is gaslighting? So the term gaslighting comes from a 1938 movie that 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 in which someone was being uh, led into believing that their perception of things was not real, and so it the, the term gaslighting has come from how the wife in that movie was treated, how she was made to, to doubt her reality of what's taken place by thing, by how things were twisted by her husband. So the gaslighting in in psychological uh, context has come to mean a situation in which an abuser causes a victim 
to doubt uh, their perception of what is happening, in which words are twisted to, to give a different meaning than what was intended intended and in which victims begin to even doubt their own sanity and to begin to feel as if they are perceiving things in an incorrect way where in fact they're they are seeing things correctly but just because they are bombarded with this doubt day in day out by their abusers they come to begin to doubt that they are that what they are seeing is actually taking place so you mentioned there they begin to doubt what they're seeing is actually taking place. What other feelings could someone experiencing gaslighting or being the victim of gaslighting feel? So people can also feel very, very crushed, feeling as if feeling hopeless, because if you're in a relationship with someone and you know that, for example, there are trust issues in the relationship and you would go to that person and say, you know, I I saw pornography on the computers. You there, there was obviously someone. It's on the both of us in the house, and someone was on the computer searching for porn. And the, and the person will say with you, "It's it wasn't me." Or are you sure you saw pornography on the computer? You must have seen it wrong. And, you know, they will go back to the computer after deleting all the evidence and say, see, I look on this computer and there is nothing. Then things like that can leave you feeling frustrated, can leave you feeling as if maybe you're losing your mind and you you can start experiencing physiological symptoms such as uh, sleeplessness and and you know even headaches because this creates a lot of tension where you're always been made to feel as if what you're seeing or doing what you're seeing and what you're confronting is not really happening you may have seen your partner in a situation with someone else that is a, a questionable uh, position for them to be in with a member of the opposite sex, and they will explain it in a way that make you feel as if you didn't see anything, right? You might might have seen them hugging inappropriately, and they will say, "Well, you you didn't see me hugging. I was only praying for her. My hands was just on her shoulder, and I was was praying for her." And then you start doubting that reality. So confusion. Uh, self-doubt. These are these are all things that can, emotions that that can happen as a result of gaslighting. And so, what harmful effects can gaslighting have on the victim? Gaslighting over time can lead to depression and even a nervous breakdown. Because if you're in a situation where you are hurting and your needs are not being met and you know that you're being deceived and you're saying, hello, uh, I need you to stop that behavior. I see these signs that are happening and we need to deal with this in our relationship. And if what you continue to get back from your spouse day in, day out, is this total denial that what you're perceiving is correct, then you you will start having f- symptoms such as anxiety and depression and even leading to an, a nervous breakdown. Yeah, it really sounds like you end up in this vicious cycle of trying to explain yourself, having it explained away, and this feeling of just hopelessness and insanity almost sets in. So 
you've described a few, I think, of the tactics people who who gaslight take in terms of denying things, twisting things. What other tactics do gaslighters take? Another tactic is uh, gaslighters will seek to minimize uh, the evidence or what it is that you're talking about. So you might have seen something that is very, very concerning, like they might have just gambled away $10,000 of your money. And you might not be ever a wealthy person, so $10,000 is a lot of money. And you might start saying, you know what, we we have the bills to pay, we have kids who are yet to go to university, and this $10,000 is going to put us more and more in debt. And they will make you feel like you're making too much of a big deal about $10,000. So in other words, they minimize situation to make it feel as if you are crazy, you're overreacting, and it's not such a big deal. So they will make that $10,000 sound as if it's $100. And before you know it, you start thinking to yourself, Am I being, uh, am I, am I worrying too much here? Even though you know that it's a big sum, you will start thinking to yourself that maybe I am, I am worrying too much. And guest lighters who are believers have this good way of bringing the scriptures into it as well. So they might say something to the effect that you need to trust God. This $10,000 that God can provide uh, more money than $10,000. Like it's not a it's not a big issue. If you just trust God, you would not be worrying about this. So someone who is uh, correctly concerned about a $10,000 was taken out of the account without their knowledge and approval can suddenly start feeling of something is wrong with me, why I'm concerned about this. Maybe if my relationship with God was a better one, I would not be feeling that way. That's a perfect example of what gaslighting does, the psychological form of abuse, because now instead of the person owning up to their action and saying, yes, I did something that was wrong, I should have consulted you before taking that sum of money out of the account. They flip it back on you. They they gaslight you. And now you start feeling that you're doing you're doing something wrong and that you're not spiritual enough. Another uh, common form or, or tactics that tactic that that gaslighters use is that they play what I call this word game where they take a word and they you might know that word to mean something and they use it in a way that it means something totally different. Like, for example, you're confronting them about uh, a sinful habit that you have discovered and you're rightfully angry because you have discovered that they they are doing something behind your back and and you are disapproving of that thing and then they will give you a scripture out of the blue about love where they say oh can you say that you love god when you don't love your brother so now you see what they have just done is that they have taken love to mean that you shouldn't question anything that they do and just because you're questioning that the action, they're using that word love and they're using it out of context to say, if you love me, then 
you would not be questioning anything that I do. But that's not what the Bible is talking about when it says that we are to love our brothers. So they will use scriptures like that, twist it out of context, and before you know it, you start feeling as if there's something wrong. There's also uh, guest lighters in, in, in leadership as well, and I have seen a number of people who have been hurt by leadership who use gaslighting to basically do anything with the authority that they have. And they will quote scriptures from the Old Testament about David not wanting to challenge King Saul because King Saul was God's anointed. And, and, you know, they will, they will say things like, test not the Lord's anointed. In other words, don't challenge the Lord's anointed. I.e. me. <laughs> yes, that's me. I'm the Lord's anointed. So even if you find out that I'm having an inappropriate affair, inappropriate relationship with someone in the church, you shouldn't challenge that because I am the Lord's anointed. And so people who are being manipulated, psychologically manipulated like that, they get to a point where they become very confused, as I have said before, and they begin to doubt whether or not they should be making a big deal about something or they should just leave it alone. So if you've just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. If you've missed the first part of this show, we encourage you to go check out our website at elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. While you're there, we also encourage you to check out our resources as well as our past radio shows and have a uh, peek at our healing retreat information that's coming up on the weekend of June 9th to 11th. If you prefer, you can also always give us a call at 613-699-1677. Today we're talking about the psychological abuse tactic called gaslighting. And we were just in the process of describing some of the tactics people who gaslight employ to victimize the individuals around them. What other tactics do people use? So far, we've talked about the tactic of minimizing as well as twisting words to mean something else. What other tactics do people use? One very common tactic is to deflect and so you might raise a subject, it's a, it's a grave concern, you see something that is very alarming, and you raise that subject, and instead of dealing with that subject, they point out something, that some flaw that you have, something that you did that was wrong. So you are talking about something, you might have elevated your voice a little bit because it's rightfully something that caused you alarm and right away the, 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 the subject is switched that did you hear the tone of your voice did you notice how you just said that and you need to get your tone right because this is why you can't get along with anyone that's why nobody likes you because you're always speaking in that kind of voice. That's why you have no friends. So you see what just happened there. The subject has now twisted uh, or changed from the concern that you saw, maybe an inappropriate relationship that you discovered on the computer, to now, no wonder you don't have any friends and no one, no one likes you. And so now, if you're not careful, you start defending that or, or start feeling sorry for yourself, you know, uh, and start saying, of course someone likes me, or, or defending, trying to prove 
that that's not the truth. And if you start getting sorry for yourself, then that just falls into a pattern of gaslighting because now you're seeing yourself as this victim that is trying to, to prove that you're worthy of love instead of saying to the person who is obviously in the wrong that the way you have acted is wrong. The sense I get as you're describing these taxes always seems to take the focus off the person doing the gaslighting and it also exhibits a sense of control that their right. victim becomes less and less each time they mm. go about doing this. What yes. other tactics do they do to get control of their victims? I think one one of the the very common tactics and this is a, is especially used by female gaslighters like if you're in a relationship with a uh, a female who is gaslighting then you will get the 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 statement such as you know, I'm just going to use my name as an, an example. Michael, I can't believe that you would think that. Oh, poor Michael. Might you really believe that I could be having an affair? Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Because this must be hard for you to be going through that. It must be hard to be in your head. Because you are actually in torment thinking that I could be doing such a thing. And so before that kind of fake compassion, if you fall, if you fall victim to that, you start thinking, oh yes, maybe there is something wrong with me. Because she sounds so compassionate and so caring that maybe I have it all wrong. Maybe that email that I discovered that said that she was uh, at, at this hotel with with some with, with a mail from her workplace. Maybe I just took that out of context and it it actually meant something else. Maybe they were actually there on business, just the two of them, and maybe she just forgot to tell me about this business trip that she was going on this hotel with this male male co-worker of hers. So maybe it's my fault because maybe. It, there's something wrong in my head. So fake compassion can be very, very powerful because it draws the person who is being gaslighted into feeling that this person really has compassion on me. This person is really sorry for me because I am thinking wrong. So when you do go about um, having these discussions with these gaslighters, if you call them on something really specifically, do they have a tactic for that? Where if I show you that email you wrote to your your illegitimate lover or whatever, mm-hmm. what do they do when that happens, when the, the proof is so in their face? How does a gaslighter react? You'd be very surprised, but uh, people who you show them the proof, like you might think that you have the proof, but what you will find out is that everything in that email will be explained in a way to make you feel as if you're losing your mind. Because to you, this email is proof. There, There is example there that something is really wrong. I'll give you an example of the, of one situation that happened many years ago. This gentleman came in the session and he had this bunch of uh, emails that he had uh, of correspondence between his wife and another man that he had found online. And he took this in and he put it down on my desk with, with venom and like he just threw it down and said, tell me what you think about this. And he wanted to know my opinion because he was confronting his wife with all of this evidence and she was saying that he's overreacting, there is nothing wrong. And so I read them and there was, to- there was 
obvious, very inappropriate sexual content of, of acts depicting what was what she imagined that she was doing to this other person. And as we talked about this and I asked her to, you know, what's her view of the emails, or does she explain that? She said it's just a support group that she's in. Uh, with other people who are going through challenges that she's going through. And from time to time, you know, they talk in these kind of ways as, as a way of encouraging each other. And so it, it's totally harmless because it's just a way of encouraging, but her husband is taking it out of context, which is, it's, it's just nonsense. But this is how she, even when he had the proof that she was having inappropriate uh, conversations online, it was spun to mean that I'm just part of this support group and he's making too much of a big deal about anything because nothing there will ever take place in reality. We're just having support for each other by saying these kind of things back and forth. So you've gone through a lot of tactics people who gaslight utilize to ensnare their victims. What kind of people actually go about doing the gaslighting to make up these, these stories, to be able to twist things when it's so blatant in their face? You know, sometimes when we think of gaslighters, we we tend to think of people who, if you see them, they will have this evil look on their face and you'll be able to say, okay, this person, there's something definitely wrong with this person. But the opposite is, is actually true. If you see people who gaslight, there will be the most charming people that you can think of. They're usually very likable people in public. And so if you see these people, they come across as being very, very charismatic, very loving, very sociable individuals that you would want to spend time with. And this is what creates problem for people who are being gaslit because when they tell people outside of the home Nobody can believe it. People will say, are you sure you're talking about the right person? This couldn't, this doesn't sound like brother source or deacon source or pastor so and so because he seems so loving and so caring. But oftentimes people who guess, guess light, they, they have emotional wounds for which they're, they're overcompensating. So they don't present themselves in public as people who are hurting or who are needed. They come across as being very, very well adapted people. So there are people who are very likable, but underneath that likability, there is usually a wound that caused them to present that way. And so does does the gaslighting develop over time then? Like, do they initially kind of ensnare you with their their jovialness, their charismatic nature, and then over time it develops? Is that sort of how they get you hooked? Well, I think for, for, for the majority of people who they're only seen on a weekly basis, for example, in a congregation, it's very easy to live up to that front of being, you know, this sweet, loving, caring person that loves everyone, right? But the, 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 when you live with this person, that's when you start seeing the crack in the 
armor. That's when you start realizing that there is something that is not quite right. And you sometimes can't put your finger on it, but like you're seeing things and you're trying to say, I see this, but they twist it. And, and so it becomes very hard once you get into a living relationship with that person. And so we're coming to the end of today's show. So we're going to continue this in a second part where we're going to give you strategies if you find yourself in this situation and talk a little bit about the gaslighters themselves. So I'm looking forward to that, Michael, and rejoining you again in studio next week. Absolutely. I think it is so important for us to talk about the strategies and we're going to devote a whole show to talking about strategies and about biblical strategies too for dealing with gaslighters because I know there are many people that I see from our churches who are with people who are psychologically abusing them using this form of psychological abuse called gaslighting. So again, we want to remind you of our upcoming retreat that we have in Lanark at Providence Point on the 9th to 11th of June. So if you have not registered yet for this retreat, please give us a call at 613-699-1677 or go to our website at elimcounselingministry.com. Elim is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. And until next time, this is your host, Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services. And Melissa Waggett. Praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart. <music>